Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, these are, we we gotta we we gotta hurry up. These IPAs are starting to starting to catch up. All right, I like it. Hey yo, that's right. It is me again. I am taking over. Robbie is still being Rob Villa out there, just flipping homes, doing his thing, doing whatever he's doing. Tom thought that he was in the basement. He escaped somehow. We don't know what he's doing. We have Robbie's running wild, but. Me and Tom, we, we are committed to you guys. We are committed to the TFA Dino Show. So the show goes on. We might not even remember Robbie's name next week at, at, at this rate. He's, he's been gone for so long. Tom, I know we were, we were talking beforehand. I was consoling you. You were a little upset. But the show goes on, man. You know, I mean, when you come in and you hit, you hit him with the hey-o, I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. You know, I, I miss him. But, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. So... Um, I guess it's okay as long as he's ready for football season and then uh, we'll, we'll get going. But I'm, I'm just stoked to keep going with the, uh, the, the buy sell idea. We're going to hit the AFC up today and uh, yeah, man, what else we got? We got anything good before we get started? We do. We, uh, we have a question of the week that you just came up with uh, 30 seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. So we, we're, uh, you know, we we're talking pre-show. And I'm going to be making a trip up to your neck of the woods. So we were trying to figure out like, Hey, can we make this happen? Can we meet in person? Can we, can we physically touch? Can we hug instead it's of gonna happen? It's, it's instead of, you know, the, 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 the over the stream yard type of thing and just in, in chats. And that got you to thinking favorite vacation spot. So since this was your idea, I would like to hear yours first and then I'll jump in. All right, so we so we go to Ocean City, New Jersey every single year, but the best vacation that I ever went to was in St. Lucia, um, a place called Calabash Cove. It's only got like 36 rooms. It's got like one of the infinity pools. It's like on a mountain. The view's just like epically amazing. I love mountains. My wife loves the beach. We had the best of both worlds there. Uh, it's just, if you get a chance to go to St. Lucia, it is amazing. Like I can't, it's just great. When I was in the Marines, we also went to, uh, Croatia, a city called Dubrovnik, which is right on the Mediterranean, which was dope, really cool. So another good spot where it's, uh, like mountainous and like old. And one of the, my favorite stories is we went into basically this, hand like carved building on like the top of a mountain and it looked like a kind of just like a castle or whatever like but just smaller and we walk in and everything is like handmade like wood and you can tell the tables are like hundreds of years old the the table was the tables were probably older than america like one of those things and 
when we walk in, it's just a bunch of Marines and the owner, whoever's like going and he speaks Croatian. The music stops. They had Croatian music on. And the next thing you know, you hear go, go, go shorty. It's like 50 cent. Like he changed it to 50 cent, man. I'm like, yo, man, put the Croatian music back on. We didn't come here for 50 cent. So, (laughs) so that was a good one. Um, yeah, what else you got, that, man? No, just real quick. That's just so funny. Like, that was like the first thing he thought of was like, oh, these Americans will love, <laughs> they all love yeah. 50 Cent. <laughs> it was, it was really funny. I'm like, the fuck is 50 Cent doing on here right now? This does not match up. It's like you're eating in like Game of Thrones or like one of those old movies. And you're just, 50 Cent. What? <laughs> oh, okay. Dude, that is so funny. For for mine, uh, I had to ask you beforehand if I can count honeymoons as uh, as as vacation. It seems like you know that that might be a little bit of a cop out. But for no. our honeymoon, we went to Montego Bay in Jamaica, and that was the the first like all inclusive thing I'd ever done. So like that was just like weird. Like for the first two days, I was like. I don't need my wallet, right? Like like there's yeah. nothing I need my wallet. Like I I can just. I can just leave my wallet here. I don't, I don't, need, I don't yeah. need to take it. But yeah, man, that was that was uh, the the only thing that was not fun was I started to get a cold like the second day. So like, mm. like how you were talking about with like eating like today's food in you know Game of Thrones or something. Like I didn't go to Jamaica to be Robbie and eat chicken nuggets and mac and oh, cheese. Oh yeah, like I like I like I wanted chicken to, like, and. Yeah, they like there was one place we went had oxtail. I was like, I don't yep. even know what the fuck oxtail is, but I'm in Jamaica. I'm on my honey. I'm gonna get oxtail, yeah. like seafood ceviche, like that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And I was just like, not able to like fully taste everything because I I don't know if it was just from the wedding and then the travel and everything else. Yeah. But, like I started to get a cold. I was all stuffed up and like sinuses. So, like I'd be sitting there at dinner, like trying to like blow my nose real quick and then like shove them <laughs> like what does oxtail taste like oh so good uh where where'd you stay at montego bay uh sandals so we i went to the the sandals in ochos rios uh jamaica so we we saw the montego bay one um yeah so that was that was sandals was all right we, that was our honeymoon as well nice yeah i'm glad we're here something that is happening is the AFC buys. If, uh, if you did not check out the show we did last week, it's going to be the same thing. Tom and I, we haven't compared notes. We're going to go through team by team, division by division, and just run through a, a trade target, whether we're buying or selling, and just uh, try and go through all 16 teams here in, in, uh, in quick fashion. So, Tom, floor is yours first. Let's go ahead and let's start off our trip with the AFC East. And let's get let's uh you know let's start somewhere fun. Let's head let's head down to Miami. Who you got? Who you right. buying? Who you selling for the Dolphins? All right, so so Miami added a ton of weapons this year, and you know they got Waddle um, really early, which was fantastic. Gotta love it. Um, they added Will Fuller. I think the two of them are going to be dynamic. And then you still have Gasecki there, Devontae Parker's there. The only thing they didn't really do was add a running back, but I think their running backs are perfectly fine. That being said, I'm going to buy Tua because of all the weapons that they added there. And you know what? For fuck's sake, he's the QB 17. Jalen Hurts is above him. 
if you can make a trade where you get Jalen or where you get Tua for Jalen Hurts, do it. Please do it. His stock will only go up, I think, once the season starts. I don't think the defense can be nearly as good as it was uh, last year. I think the offense is built to throw. Um, last year, they basically they were in a playoff race. Rookie QB, they protected him. He's been working on the deep ball. And with those weapons there, he doesn't even necessarily need to throw a crazy deep ball because those guys can hit a slant for a million yards. And they've got some red zone weapons. It's just it's going to be a fun offense to watch. And I think Tua is that guy who can take them to the next level. So if you can grab Tua, grab him. It feels crazy to have to say this, especially on a dynasty pod. But we have to remember that this dude was coming off of an awful, awful mm-hmm. hip injury. And then the COVID offseason. And then he yeah. wasn't the starter. And then he kind of got thrown in whenever Fitz was doing – like he was doing pretty well. Like whenever we saw that come across the ticker of like two is going to start this week, we are all just like, wait, yeah. what? Why? Like why is this and happening? Fitz had the same <laughs> response. He's like, huh? What? No? What? Look at my beard, bro. What? I'm slinging it. Yeah, so it was, it was just really weird the way that all shook out last year. But like fully healthy – a season as a starter, like you said, all the weapons they added, everything else like that, and the fact that he's QB seventeen is uh, is, is definitely something we should be taking advantage of. Even if you don't believe in him, he's someone who you could flip mid season once you know once his start starts going up, like you were talking about. But you mentioned the fact that they brought in no running backs. Whenever we thought there was like a handful of teams that we thought for sure. We're not going to come out of this the the draft empty-handed as far as running backs go, and the Dolphins actually did not add anybody until the seventh round with uh, with Jared Dokes. That was his name, right? Yeah, Gerald Dokes. Yeah, when when they wound up taking, I think Jalen Phillips, and you had those running backs on the board there. Everybody was like, "Why?" Yeah, and then in the second, you had uh, a team we're going to talk about later, Denver trading up to take Javante, who was uh, a target who was falling there. But anyway, mm-hmm. we digress. I'm selling Miles Gaskin. Like, I am just not sold that he holds on to this starting job, the starting gig all season long. Like, I, I think that we should be talking a little bit more about Malcolm Brown being out of there. And it's literally like he doesn't exist. Like, nobody is even mentioning Malcolm yeah. Brown. Like, I, I am not – like, I – I like Gaskin and Ahmed coming out of uh, coming out of Washington. Like I thought they were both fine players, but people are talking about Gaskin as if he was like lighting the league on fire. I think like we're just we're looking at him and his draft stock and the fact that like we weren't expecting anything out of him. He had he had a good season. He was getting the volume, but like it's not like he was doing like anything crazy with with his touches. So I'm just not sold that he holds on to the starting gig. And even if he does for this year. You gotta imagine they add something more than a seventh round running back next year, yeah. or if they go into to free agency. So if you can find a a contender in your league who needs, uh, you know, a, a solid RB two, I'm I'm doing that all day long. And if you look at uh, DLF's July ADP in superflex leagues, he's RB twenty five, and there are a handful, there are a plethora a cornucopia, if you will, of names going after him that I would much rather have. His teammate, Jalen Waddle, going after him. His Alabama teammate, Jalen Waddle, that is Devonta Smith, going after him. Elijah Stupid. Moore. 
there are yeah there are vets you know Tyler Boyd Michael Gallup I would much rather have all those guys so Gaskin I know this is uh like a, a strategy that we touched on last week a bunch whether you know hey drop down a tier or add to that player or move up whatever you got to do yeah. to <laughs> to sell Gaskin I'm like if you have to add to him to move up I'm fine with that if you can get Tyler Boyd plus for Gaskin, like no, no questions asked. Even like Michael Gallup, the Cowboys RB uh, wide receiver three. Give me Gallup plus for Gaskin all day long. Yeah. And Salvin Ahmed looked really good last year when he got his opportunity. Yeah. And they added uh, Matt Breda as well, didn't they? No, Breda went to uh, Wait, Buffalo. Who Buffalo, we are that's going right. to next. There we go. Uh, so speaking of Buffalo, obviously I got that one wrong, but I, you just think, use it for the segue. That was, that was uh, pro level. Sure. That's what I did. Um, what you got there? You drinking something nice? A headhunter IPA. Okay, good. I, li- I like it. Um, so Buffalo, when you look at their ADP, it's, it's kind of gross, man. It's, I have I, the same, I, same exact thought. Yo, I, I love like Josh Allen and, and Diggs. But and then, yeah, it's like, what are you gonna do? I I think everybody here is basically a hold. I'll I'll take Gabe Davis as a buy just because he's wide receiver fifty eight and has good upside and it'll make Robbie happy. But aside from Let's that, be honest, I mean, that's the only reason why you said it was to make Robbie happy. So whenever yeah, Robbie I, is editing this, he's like, oh, exactly. thank God, somebody said yeah. Gabe Davis. I had I had to do one. I mean. You can talk about Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, but they're both complete coin flips. So they're not buys or sells, in my opinion. So just kind of gross, man. Yeah, that, that was literally my my takeaway as well. So Allen and Diggs in the top 25. The next one in ADP is Zach Moss all the way down at 133.75, and he is RB37. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Like that has to be like, I didn't go through and try like calculate all these gaps, but that has to be one of the biggest gaps in between assets from, from the same team. Gotta be. I guess just to throw something out, I would, I would put Josh Allen out on your trade block. Like, you know, if that's someone who you can drop down a tier and go and get, you know, Burrow plus or Dak plus, you know, do, do something like that. Or, if somehow you have the luxury of having two other, you know, let's say top 15 quarterbacks and maybe you're, you know, thin elsewhere, if you could do, uh, you know, let's say a, a mid to late RB1 and like a mid to late wide receiver, like, you know what I mean, package up some other players of other positions to, to, to trade off for Allen. Uh, that's something I would look into. But if you are trading away, Allen, the, the lowest that he went in any of these startup blocks for DLF was fourth overall. He is the <laughs> second overall asset. So if you're trading away, Allen, you better get your money's worth in, in return. I, I'm, I'm not entirely sold that what we saw last year is what we're going to get from him moving forward. Like that jump that he made with his accuracy and efficiency from year two to year three was absolutely bonkers. I'm not sold. Like I, I think he regresses a little bit, so I don't think he would be a bad sell candidate. But it's just it'd be super hard to just trade him away, especially in super flex formats. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. 
it's going to be a tough sell because just how much they're going to cost. So uh, I like your voice. So I just want you to keep going with the Jets. Go ahead. I hey man, thank you. It's it is very <laughs> sensual. I've, I've been work. I've been working on my my radio voice. It Chicka, must Chicka, be. What? It must be the uh, my nasally allergies. That's <laughs> that, that's, you that's really it, working. So you caught it in Jamaica and you never shook it. No, just I've just been a walking viral Zombie. mess ever since it's then. Uh, Speaking of but, viral messes, let's talk about the Jets. <laughs> Speaking of green things, uh, I am buying Elijah Moore. Like th- this kid is just an absolute stud. There's nothing to not like about him. What like he he has everything: analytics, check; athleticism, check; college production. Well, hold on. He's on the Jets. Can I not like that about him? I mean, you could, <laughs> but like even yeah, Jameson Crowder was, you know, was relevant for a, a two-year stretch there. And Elijah Moore, I think, is Crowder on steroids. Like I, I think he can do everything Crowder can, except more explosively, more athletically, everything like that. Like the the film, everything checks out on this guy. He's getting all the hype. And many camps and OTAs, and I, I, he's moved up for some people, but I don't think he's moved up to the point where he should. And I think once the season gets here, and once we see him, and he starts producing, and we're getting the videos out of training camp, and and all and everything like that, I think he's going to start to start to shoot up. So Elijah Moore, I think if you can, you know, get your hands on him at this point, I would still be looking to do that. Oh yeah, and he he's slippery. He's built for like training camp and making people look stupid. So once that starts, yeah. he's gonna yeah, go up. Point. So um, I'm gonna stick with another rookie. I'm gonna go Michael Carter here, your boy, RB27 right now. So I unfortunately did not use Superflex ADPs. I just used the one QB. So we'll be on a little bit of a different page as far as the numbers go, but they're not that far off. Um, RB29, RB29 and Superflex. He, even better. I mean, he's going to win that job there. He's going to have good games. They have nothing mm-hmm. else there. Mm-hmm. Uh, his value is going to go up. If I buy him, I might flip him halfway through the year because we don't know what the Jets are going to do at running back. So the problem with buying him is that somebody just drafted him uh, late round one, early round two, probably excited about him. That being said, you know, he could outperform some of the rookie running backs just taken ahead of him because of the situation and the lack of competition. Uh, so especially early on in that season where, you know, the line for Pittsburgh, Najee might start slow. We don't necessarily know ETN with James Robinson. It might take him a little bit, uh, as far as the usage there. And then Javante and Melvin Gordon, they might split early on before Javante takes over that role. So, um, early on, I I think you can flip him for a good amount. and, And if he looks really good, Screw it, keep them. But uh, the name of the game is buy low, sell high. So that's probably what I would do with Michael Carter. Yeah, I think that makes uh, a ton of sense. And real quick, uh, going right above him, Chase Edmonds. Would you rather have Edmonds or Carter for Dynasty? Carter, and it's not even fucking close. Right after him, James Robinson, who you just mentioned. Give me Carter. There it is. And then the next running back going after that is all the way down RB31. So Michael Carter's ADP is 109.25. RB31 is 120.5. And that is Mr. Ronald Jones. 
Michael Carter. All day. Sorry, Ooh. Robbie. You weep. Yes, Robbie. Hope you cry when you have that. Yeah, cry so, about it when you're editing yeah. this. Yeah, speaking of crying, the Patriots <laughs> yeah. are up. Yes. Oh, my God, dude. How <laughs> – how you I, felt about the, the the bills and kind of just like not really wanting to like buy or sell anybody. That's that's how I feel about the Patriots. Like there is nothing here that I want, and I really don't think there's gonna be anything that like outside of maybe like if you were in a, no, a start you can, two you can, tight you can end. stop. You can stop. It's fine. <laughs> you don't even have to. <laughs> you wanna know my notes on the Patriots? Please, please. I'll read it slow. Fuck them. They're all cells. I hate them all. I'm over this division. <laughs> on, on that note, on that note, we're, we're, we're just going to move on. Although I, I do think if you're searching for a cheap RB2, maybe Damian Harris kind of seems like he is locked yeah. into their, their starting role and he hasn't really – he hasn't gotten that bump in his ADP uh, uh, that, that, that I've seen anyway. But outside of that, like I said, maybe if you're in a start two tight end league, Maybe one of those guys, but outside of that, man, there's there's nothing that man, I want. We so were, we were so excited when they signed Janu, and it came crashing down. Yeah, Bill, Dick. If if you were if you were choosing between the two, who who do you want to go after between Janu or Hunter Henry? Ugh. If you were forced to, who do you want? Probably Janu because of the upside. Uh, Hunter Henry is is safer. Uh, but Janu, we've seen what they can do with a with a move tight end there, and he's not going to be playing in line very often, I don't think. Uh, whereas I think Hunter Henry is a better blocker than Janu, so he'll probably stay in and block a little bit more. So I think he'll have more routes run, and that's pretty much the only reason. Yeah, we're we're on the same page there. I would also choose Janu over Hunter Henry. So let's go ahead and move on to the AFC South. Who uh, who do you like for Indy, or who do you not like? Who are you buying? Who are you selling? All right, no, you know what? I'm gonna go buy here, and I'm going to go Carson Wentz because he's QB 22. Man, you've heard me say bad That's things wild. about Philly all off. I'm sorry, QB. What is he in Superflex? QB 24. All right, so he's QB 24, which is even better value. You've heard me say. Horrible things about Philly all off season, uh, so I, why not say some good things about a guy who got out of there? I think Frank Reich is going to help him get back almost to the player he was. I think that knee injury, and then you've had some other injuries, and then he's in his head a little bit. So uh, I think he can get back to being a, a QB one. Put it that way, not the QB one, but a QB one, top twelve quarterback. He has a good line. Last year, they, the Eagles were absolutely decimated. They had the second most uh, lost man games in the NFL, and the offensive line minus Kelsey, everybody was hurt. So I think he's going to have a great running game to lean on, which is very important for him. Reich's going to get him out of the pocket and on the move, making his reads much easier. Uh, his – I don't – I didn't have that in front of me, but – when he got outside and in the pocket, he was much better than when he just sat there and got destroyed last year. Uh, I'm excited to see Wentz get his feet back underneath of him after how he decided to undercut his feet by drafting, you know, Jalen Hurts and everything else. So Carson Wentz is going to be my buy there. I think 
when whenever you can get a QB who's on the fringe of being a starter in Superflex as far as the price goes, and he's got that kind of upside, that that's what you're looking for. So Carson Wentz is my buy. Yeah, that that one makes a, a lot of sense too, especially like you said at, at the price that he's going. Like I really don't think you can you can go wrong there, um, especially for super flex purposes. Like if you're looking for a, a QB two, like that's exactly the kind of guy you should be, you should be going after. Um, Cause to get anybody higher than that is going to cost too much. So he, he's someone who I would absolutely be targeting if I needed a QB two and, and super flex. But the guy that I'm going to also buy not selling anybody in this offense is I'm, I'm going back to the well. And I'm going Paris Campbell. Yeah, I we we got we got the glimpse like we we finally saw it, and then he ended up getting injured week two. But week one, he went I what was it six four seventy on like nine targets, and then he had like another like ten yards I think on on his lone carry, and then he was getting involved again like right where he left off in week two. Then he got the you know had that awkward hit, and that was it. Yeah, but. He's going right now in Superflex ADP outside of the top 175 picks. I think he's like 179, and he is wide receiver 67. So, all yes, he's free. So the any injury concerns, anything like that, that's already baked into the price. Unless you're dealing with a Ohio State homer who also loves the the Colts, like you're going to be able to get him at a very reasonable price. And if he doesn't work out, if he gets injured again, then then oh well, you move on or you stash him on your IR and you hope for better things the, the following year. But Paris Campbell, I think, is going to bring a different element to that offense as long as he's able to stay healthy. I love Michael Pittman, but I think right now you are looking at him as like the only reliable passing option in that offense. So I think his price is going to be a little more elevated, especially because of that. But Paris Campbell, like I said, wide receiver, sixty-seven. Like one seventy nine overall, something like that. Uh, he's he's free. If he doesn't work out, oh well. He's a he's a nice high upside shot, and if he can stay healthy, he like I said, he brings a different element to that offense. Yeah, and and Wentz likes to heave it, so he'll get his opportunities deep there. Um, so next up is going to be Jacksonville. Honestly, this is another one. Not a lot of buy or sell yeah. options for me because everybody yeah. seemed to be priced right. Uh, not sure how you buy Trevor Lawrence. That's yeah. probably impossible. I suppose I would sell Travis Etienne only because there are a ton of running backs there. Um, and his tier, I trust some guys more. So I, I would probably try and sell Travis Etienne. And I would add a little bit to try and get Dobbins or Swift or CEH or Najee or Gibson somehow. But that that's that's about it, man. Trevor Lawrence, QB7 already in Superflex yeah. Leagues. And by next year, he'll probably be like top three. Are, are you, you're, you're all aboard the, the Lawrence train? Yeah, I think they have enough weapons where um, he's going to be able to do well, maybe in spite of Urban Meyer. So um, I, I, I think God. so. And he, so here's the thing. If he shows flashes of being really good, he's he's going to go up by default. Yeah, that that is a that is a good point. Like I would I would like to buy LaVisca Chenault, but it seems like he was, every he was one, yeah. 
But he like he he's the one that everyone's trying to buy in this offense, mm-hmm. right? Like he's probably the one that's like the most reasonably priced, but he's also the one who's been getting all the hype. So and it, like he also feels like that whoever has him is like the LaVisca guy yeah. in your league. So you're probably not gonna be able to get him for for a reasonable price. So this this is an offense where I am willing to let it play out for like the first half of the season. And if like their prices go up, like I'll be willing to pay like that, you know, the, the slightly elevated price, you know, for somebody like, like I would love to buy ETN. Like I, yeah. I really like ETN the player, but what in the actual F is it going to look like? Is there like what? Oh, we we okay. we, we were going to draft Kadarius Tony, but we got Travis oh Etienne, which is basically the same thing. Like how? Okay, Dad. How? How? And if you want that that Percy Harvin, you know Curtis Samuel, use Lavisca Chenault in that way. He's yeah. the same player, except he's forty yeah. pounds heavier. He yeah. can literally do all that stuff, and you're like, well, uh, you know, we really wanted Tony, so we just took the next <laughs> best thing in Etienne. <laughs> And you, like, hey, any chance that you have to draft a a pass catching running yeah. back? I guess in the first round, you you have to do it. So I, yeah. I I don't know, man. We we've right. spent we've spent five minutes too long on Jacksonville. I I, yeah. I don't know what. I really hope that like this is all just like a big mind fuck shell game, and man. like yeah, like comes out week one. James Robinson gets like four touches and the, you know, like we were just like lied to the whole time, but like it, I don't know, man, there, there's enough, there's enough smelly smoke around this. That makes me think that urban Meyer just might actually be a turd. Yeah. He's like the drunk uncle that shows up at Thanksgiving that you never see and talks politics in an election year where you're like, just shut the fuck up, please. Just do it. All right. Tennessee. Uh, you want me You're to You're the only 10, oh, I see. Oh, look at you. Speaking of Tennessee, Robbie's in Nashville doing God knows what. I, I didn't even know he was going there. No, I can't record a pod because of the house. You're in Nashville, you son of a bitch. Yeah. So selfish. God. Um, so I guess the buying window has closed on Tannehill. Jesus. It never opened <laughs> on A.J. Brown. Henry's uh-huh. a tough buy because his pr- production's never going to ma- outmatch his value at this point in his career. Same as Julio. Doesn't leave a lot. <laughs> uh, I guess I'd buy Anthony Fersker. Flash last year. Always looking for good tight ends. Tight end 24. ADP's a 183. Not sexy at all. Sorry, guys. Uh, but, yeah, I mean – you try and get that tight end, especially in a tight end premium. And Delaney Walker was talking him up. So who knows? Eighth year breakout. It's a joke. Hey, it, 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 it always that that's the way it always works, right? You got to search out for those those eighth year guys. Yeah, uh, I'm going to sell Derrick Henry. I'm just going to say it. I don't care. Call me a hater. Call me what you will. Selling Derrick Henry at some point, those wheels are going to fall off. Like at some point. That is going to happen. He just turned 27 in January. He had almost 400 carries in 2020. He had over 300 the year before. Like at some point, this is going to slow down. He's going in RB7 right now. So I will. this is another instance where I'd be willing to add to him to get up to someone above him. 
or even better downgrade slightly go to a younger back with a higher passing uh the higher pass catching upside the higher receiving upside and i i, I would sell derrick henry like I, this is a guy who i would rather be a year early on than a year late because i feel like as soon as like let's say he gets injured or let's say that the crazy thing is is he literally had a historic season last year yeah it was still only RB three. Like he, like he, had, this dude had what over two thousand rushing yards. It was like 18, 17 touchdowns, something like that. And he was RB three because he literally provides nothing in the passing game. So if yeah. if you can, like, as soon as that starts to slow down, his value is going to plummet. So if you, like I said, if you can bump down, if you can get, uh, you know, Gibson plus Aker, I think Aker is probably going uh, ahead of him at this point. But you know, if you're if you're able to make any kind of move, whether you're adding to him or you're getting someone added to the main piece coming back in the trade, I'm doing that all day, every day. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look at that tier, you have Nick Chubb, Derek Henry, Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift. They're all going within four or five picks with like of each other. So if you can get any of those guys, I would be doing it. It's just it's tough to to sell Derek Henry because everything that you're saying, for the most part, everybody's talking about. So the move for Derek Henry, in my opinion, would be during the season, like week nine after he's tearing it up or something. Uh, you know, you have it's a season of attrition. People are losing people. You have a stud team, you know, contender. They just need another running back. That's when you take advantage. I don't think now is the time to sell him. Uh, so in season, hopefully he tears up. But that's a, ga- a gamble you're going to have to take. Hopefully the wheels don't fall off this season. Uh, I don't think it's going to. So I, I would wait. Uh, but yeah, I could I could sell him. Yeah, hundred percent. Speaking of sells and not knowing what to do with another team like my god that the afc has been a little brutal so yeah, far we're, we're getting we're getting there it's a little bit we, more we are we, there, there's there's a there, there's a little bit of a build up here but houston is, is there anything you're buying or selling with houston like this is yeah this is this is rough I, i'm gonna buy brandon cooks so okay. in in this adp the single qb that i looked at he was wide receiver 42 He's 27. He's on his 42nd team already. Uh, yeah, 42nd. There's 32 teams. I, I'm, I'm one away. He, he's made the rounds twice, pretty much. Uh, all he does is produce and, what he's healthy. It, he had 1,150 yards last year and 81 receptions on 119 targets. Uh, that was 15 games, I believe, he played as well. Um, he might have 160 targets this year because they're going to be playing from behind uh, more often this season than they were last season, probably. And that was a lot last year. We don't have Will Fuller there. Who knows about Deshaun Watson, but the sheer volume should give him at least wide receiver three numbers. He's going to have weeks where he's going to be a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two because of those long plays. If you're a contender, you're not going to get that value very often from the wide receiver 42, who's only 27, who's coming off a 1,200-yard pace for a season, uh, Deshaun Watson or not. So I, I would be buying Brandon Cooks, especially at that price. If he was, you know, in, in the late 20s, then I could see something. But he's not. He's going outside the top 36. I mean, he's a fringe flex starter for a lot of people. So, 
go go get him. I, I I like Brandon Cooks. I think he's had two seasons where he hasn't been over a thousand yards, and one of them he was injured, and the other one was his first year in, in Houston. So, uh, yeah, I would I would go buy Brandon Cooks. The rest is a fucking train wreck. He is wide receiver forty six and superflex <laughs> ADP. Yeah. I, yeah Real quickly, I'll touch on this one before we start to dive into some more exciting options here in the AFC. Basically, everything you just said about them playing from behind and not having anybody else, I would go out and buy Brevin Jordan. You want to talk about someone else who's free? They're going to need playmakers. I am not like it, it's weird to me that he fell as far as he did in the draft. I think a lot of us thought he was you know, locked in at worst as like a late day two guy. Like maybe he would go like at the end of the third, like with some of those like comp picks or something like that. End up falling to what, like the fifth, I think. So he was, he was a later uh, day three guy. I'm a believer in his tape and what he put on the field at, at Miami versus how his pro day went. So this team is going to be bad this year. It's going to be bad next year. It's probably going to be bad the year after that. A lot of passing volume to go around. Whenever you're talking about, you know, 27, 28-year-old Brandon Cooks as your best asset, there, there's going to be room for you to get on the field. So Brevin Jordan is the guy who I'd be buying in Houston because he is he's he's free at this point. So yeah, let's get into some of these more exciting teams. Uh, maybe after we start with this one because this one isn't all that exciting for me. But Pittsburgh. Well, you- you lead you lead it off, and you just bore us to death with with Pittsburgh. Then, because I can I can feel you want to bring the noise. Here is my suggestion for Pittsburgh: find the truther in your league of whatever Steelers player you have and sell them. <laughs> that, that that is that is what I'm doing. If you're going to force me to pick one of these guys, I would sell Najee. You kind of hinted at it a little bit earlier with the offensive line, Big Ben being 87 years old. I think he's going to struggle out of the gate. I think this year could be rough for him. Like I I think he's going to get all the volume he can handle. There's no doubt about that. It would not surprise me in the least if Najee leads all running backs this year just in terms of total touches. Like I, I that that would not surprise me at all. He's he's gonna end up pushing 270 carries. You know, probably tack on another 30 to 40 ish uh, catches, something along there. Like he well, might even push 300. Two se- 270. You're thinking 16 games, bud. You are correct. Like yeah. three. You're thinking 300. like 290, 300. Yeah. E- either way, I, I think. I think what he does this year could be reminiscent of the David Montgomery like 2019 season where he gets all the volume he can handle, all the touches he can handle, but like he still only finishes as like a mid to late RB2. Like I think that could happen. Like this offensive line is not good. There's a bunch of like at best it's questionable. And then there's no depth behind it either. And then if Big Ben goes down, like forget it. Forget it. He's going to see 18 man boxes like that. Like that is what's going to happen. If big Ben goes down, like somehow there are going to be extra defenders in the field. <laughs> like you're like, there's literally just going to be someone dedicated to just swinging a helmet at Mason Rudolph's head. Like that, that's how this is going to go down. If, if, if big Ben goes down, the NFL is going to yeah. allow it. There's just going to be someone the entire time uh-huh. swinging a helmet, an extra man on the field. The refs are never going to call. 
Gotta love it. But I, I do think I, I believe in Najee long term. Kids a stud. I like him, but I think he could struggle this year. Like he's already being pushed up as like an RB one in redraft leagues. He's obviously the one hundred one in a bunch of your rookie drafts that aren't super flex. So I would sell Najee right now, and then like mid season try and make a trade offer for him whenever he's sputtering and not putting up the numbers that a lot of people think he is. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you you just explained you know the David Montgomery season. Let's go back to Trent Richardson when he was the RB four his rookie season because of sheer, just the sheer volume. So I think there is a path to Najee um, being a top, you know, six or seven guy because of he that definitely volume. could, yeah. Um, so it's okay. It's a little bit spicy. That's probably the spiciest one uh, we have so far. But uh, I'm going to buy Deontay Johnson. He's the wide receiver 22 right now. Did you expect me to say anyone else based on what I've said about Deontay all offseason? I did say – Well, with – I was going to say with the – Cell video that you and Robbie did. Yep. I'm I thought maybe there. you were just going to rehash the Claypool so, take. Yeah. So, uh, we Robbie and I did a cell video. Chase Claypool was my cell. You can go check that out if you want more reasons. Uh, but I will take the target monster, Deontay Johnson, as a buy here. Uh, he is wide receiver 22, Juju's 26, Claypool's 21 going ahead of him now. So, he actually moved up. Uh, we don't know where Juju plays next year, so it might even open up more vacated targets for him. I don't know if Claypool can maintain that efficiency. That's why he's a sell for me. Um, when I say I don't know, I mean he will not. Uh, so yeah, check that check that sell video out. You know, drops over the course of an entire season don't matter a ton when you have nine point six targets a game, which is what he was averaging. Uh, it's concerning when he got pulled. Mainly because I had a you know a prop for him to get six and a half receptions and it was only six, and he dropped it and he got pulled after that, so he cost me money. That's mm. concerning, um, but no. So over the course of the season, the drops aren't going to be a major problem. He's I'm sure he's been working his ass off to fix that. Um, ben loves him. He's going to try and get there. It also appears that Ben is, is throwing a goddamn shot put every time he throws the ball, and he has to ice up if he reaches for, like, Oreos on the top shelf of, like, his <laughs> pantry or something. So <laughs> I, the Claypool thing is going to be tough, and Deontay gets those short targets, uh, and he gets open. He's slippery. He's a really good route runner. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go Deontay as a buy. And there will absolutely be a Deontay Johnson truther in your league who you can go you can go sell him to. So let's go ahead and move on to Cleveland. Uh, there, there's a lot of interesting options here. I'm just going to throw this one out there. Uh, I'm buying Odell. You, you want to yeah. talk about someone whose stock has just absolutely plummeted? Look no further, my friends. Like Odell is now all the way down to wide receiver 32 and. DLF's Superflex ADP. I know he's going to be turning 29 this season, so you're probably not buying him if you are not a contender, but his price might be at the point where, like, unless you just have an absolute dumpster fire of a team that has, like, no assets and you're just, like, going to be, you know, you, you, you're taking over a team where you don't have to pay league dues for two years because the team is that bad or is left in that bad of shape. I still think he's someone who you could potentially buy and then flip in the middle of the season. Like we saw Baker Mayfield start to 
uh, you know, really step up once, you know, they weren't playing in hurricanes and tornadoes and Lake Erie just absolutely coming in and ruining every football game. Like whenever they yeah. opened up that offense, he he was definitely playing better. Like we were excited, not maybe excited isn't the word, but we were willing to play, you know, Rashard Higgins and Donovan Peoples Jones and got, you know, like these secondary guys we normally wouldn't be. Like I still think at twenty nine, Odell still has some really good football left in him. Like some yeah, wide receiver too. wide receiver thirty two, like all those concerns are baked into that price. So I think if you're a contender he makes a ton of sense as a buy, and even if you are a fringe team, like if it doesn't end, if it doesn't end up working out, like I think you can flip him for a profit in the middle of the season. Yeah, Robbie and I did a, a buy video back in May, and OBJ was one of my buys there. He was wide receiver thirty-five at the time, uh, so I really like that one. He's going to give you a lot of upside. I don't think he can go down. <laughs> like this season based on what he's probably going to wind up doing. Uh, I am going to be slightly lazy and take another buy from that video there. Kareem hunt. Uh, he was, he's the RB 24 right now. You can't get RB one upside very often at, you know, 24, but that's where we are. I'm, I mean, it's early round six RB 10 last year. Chubb was missed. Chubb missed four games. Chubb finishes the RB 11. Obviously he's the RB one there. Uh, you talk about him coming back. Only two of Hunt's 10 touchdowns came while Chubb was out. So it's not like he can't play with Nick Chubb. They were using right. him a lot in the red zone in particular. If you were a Chubb owner, um, you probably got really pissed because Hunt was snaking all of your damn touchdowns. He averaged 13.6 points while Chubb was out. And guess what? The same number while he was playing. So it's not a big deal. Uh, he's only 25 contract expires after next year. You got to pay attention to that stuff. So I like Kareem hunt as my buy there. I just, I really wish he would get his own shot at running a backfield by himself again. Yeah. Like, like for, for Me both too. of those guys, like I, like I want Chubb to be the dude. I want him to get the targets and I want hunt to go somewhere where he can be the guy. Right. Like I want Kareem hunt to be traded to Miami. Hmm. Atlanta. No, Mike Davis season. Well, after uh, after this year, after this year. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. let's uh here, fine, man. We're we're getting warmed up here. Here here they come. Yeah. Here here they come. Let's go. Is, Cincinnati. Yeah. This this is an offense where I I would buy all the pieces. Like there's really nobody in this offense that isn't named Drew fucking Sample that I wouldn't want to buy. Like I, I, I would want to buy all these pieces. Like I mentioned Burrow earlier in, in a name who, if you're selling Josh Allen, maybe you could bump down to him and get, you know, Burrow plus, but my target in this offense got to stay on brand. Got, got to do it for all the truthers. Got to do it uh, for all my people. Here we go. Joseph Mixon. Oh, got to do it. I thought you were going to go Tyler Boyd there. I, it's okay. Talk mixing. I'm excited not to hear about Tyler Boyd. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm 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 glad I could I could you know keep keep you on your toes and keep our relationship fresh after yeah. this many years. But mixing man, going at RB12 right now, this entire offense is on an upward trajectory. 
I do wish that they would have spent more capital on the offensive line. Like I, I wish they would have they would have done more there. But whenever you have Chase Higgins and Boyd as your three, like that's probably the third best trio, second best trio behind you know Dallas and you know may, maybe another team here or there. But th- those three receivers are going to make life easier on the offensive line. Like you're not you're not going to be able if you want to stack the box against Joe Mixon, you're just going to get nickel and dimed all the way God, down the field. Godspeed. Yeah, like Godspeed. like have 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 fun with that. Then whenever you whenever you take your guys out of the box and you go out to those receivers, now Mixon is going to just eat you up for chunks on the ground. Like we we know that he can rip off those bigger runs, but RB12 like I said are going to be turning 25 at the end of July. I would man, I hope that they add to this line next year. But even if they don't, we keep hearing about uh, they don't want to take Mixon off the field, that he's been, you know, and one of the many camp blurbs we got that he was lining up at wide receiver, like they were taking him out wide and everything else. So his his overall target volume and his receiving upside is definitely capped. Like with those, those three receivers, like he's not going to see the amount of targets that he probably should see given his talent and his ability as a pass catcher. But RB12, I think he can absolutely move up. Like if we're going to fast forward the clock 12 months from now, he's going to be a top – I'm going to say he's going to be like a top eight, top six guy. Ooh, that's sexy. Uh, Yeah, no, I like it. Uh, My buy is going to be T. Higgins, which Robbie, again, with the tears of joy here, the idea is to support the passing game with that Jamar Chase pick. If they yep. wanted to run the ball more, they're taking Sewell at that five spot, uh, but they did not. Targets are going to be plentiful. They're going to be there for all three of those wide receivers that we talked about. With T. Higgins and Chase on the outside, Burrow is just absolutely locked in. Boyd's probably going to eat too. Mixon is yep. going to have room to run. This offense mm. is, looking forward, one of my favorite offenses just to – just to think about it in a year or so when yep. you look at fantasy offenses right now, like overall, like with the weapons, you have to look at Dallas uh, first and foremost, because they have Dak, they have CD lamb, Amari Cooper and Zeke. Then you have Cincinnati is a lot of fun and obviously Kansas city. So like Cincinnati is about in that mix. If Tua comes along, you can throw Miami in there in, in a couple of years, but like, it's fun. It's a really good up and coming team. I think they have the quarterback to finally, <laughs> it's not Andy Dalton. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm excited for them. Yeah, man, the, this, uh, the, this whole division, honestly, I mean, obviously outside of Pittsburgh, but that goes without saying yeah. um, a really, really exciting division just to, to watch. And just, even if you're just like a regular football fan, you have to like this division. So let's finish it out with the last team that is left here. And that is Baltimore. Who are you? I'm going to give you the floor first here. Who do you like in Baltimore or who do you not like? Who are you buying? Who are you selling? So I'm going to buy Hollywood Brown. Oh, listen, wide receiver 54 on the, what's the super flex ADP, but he is 54 is in single awkward. QB. Uh, I mean, he's around, he's a first round. 53. Okay. Where did he get drafted last year? First round? Yeah. Right? Yes. Come on. Right? 
Wait. Yeah, Hollywood. He went before, or not last, last year? Two years ago. Sorry, two years ago. Okay. He he went ahead of Andre Dillard uh, with the Eagles. I, I remember that specifically, I believe. Uh, but round one, getting shit on after a season in which his team ran 58% of the time. He wasn't healthy. It's like we didn't expect him to struggle a little bit in that offense when they're running. And this time last year, he was the wide receiver 26. Wide receiver 26 last year. Bateman wow. is getting that treatment this year as he's wide receiver 31. I think Bateman helps Hollywood as they just can't focus on him on the outside. And for what it's worth, Hollywood's over under on receiving yards is 800.5. And Bateman comes in at 605. Wow. How the hell does that match up as far as him being wide receiver wow. 53 and Bateman being 31? Like, I like like Bateman and everything, but the math, everything you look at, it's just people gave up on him way too soon. I You look shocked. I yeah, I, I, I am. I, I, did not, I did not see that coming. Um I was also trying to think of because I've talked about Bateman as as somebody who I like as a value for redraft leagues. I didn't realize he was go. I mean Hollywood Brown, um, yeah. For redraft leagues, I didn't realize he was going that late in in dynasty. That is, that's crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah I'm, like, I'm, at- I'm, I'm I'm shooketh. I am shooketh. But I, I will say that I I know that uh, it's it's around. 30 to like 33%. So over the last two years, 30 to 33% of Lamar Jackson's touchdowns and Lamar Jackson's yards have come in the middle of the field on throws that are 10 plus yards downfield. Mm -hmm. That is where Hollywood Brown is going to absolutely eat. Yep. Like you were saying, like like he, he should have never been a wide receiver one. He should have never been the alpha for any team, let alone a team that's being led by Lamar Jackson, who does have – like he, he is going to have to prove himself as a passer in terms of being a franchise guy, right? But in the middle of the field, that is where Lamar is a, a much better passer. And now with bringing in Watkins and Bateman and, you know what I mean, uh, ha- having guys like that, now – Hollywood doesn't have to be that guy. So I, 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 I really like that call. You mentioned my buy. Um, I'm going Rashad Bateman, wide receiver 37 in super flex leagues. And this is just the case of like believing in the talent. I, I'm buying the talent that it, it wasn't the landing spot I wanted. I wanted Terrace Marshall to land with Baltimore and let, <laughs> let Rashad Bateman go be the guy somewhere else. But you wouldn't. You, we wanted him to fly with Tennessee. I think that was the most popular mock spot, and then they wound up going and get, getting Julio. Basically anywhere but Baltimore and like Houston <laughs> 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 was, was where I wanted him to go. But yeah, I, I, I'm I'm still a believer in the talent. Like this kid stepped on the field as a true freshman and was producing right alongside Tyler Johnson. And it's easy to forget now how much a lot of us liked. Tyler Johnson just a couple of years ago, like he, he fell in the draft and ended up in a, a, a very crowded, very talented Tampa Bay room. But he was, he was going toe to toe with Tyler Johnson in that Minnesota uh, offense. And it's not like the, the Gophers were out there with, you know what I mean? QB one material 
running their offense and they, they were both putting up 1000 yard seasons. So he is kind of, for me, how I talked about Elijah Moore, like there with not being, there, there's not much to not like about his overall profile. The only thing that's going to bring him down a little bit is the landing spot. But like, there are people out there who are just absolutely crushing Bateman because of this landing spot. So if you are in a, a league full of those kind of guys, Go out and get Bateman, hold on to him, wait and see what happens because either Lamar Jackson is going to take that step forward. Like that's why they went out and they got these guys. Like and we're also forgetting about Tylen Wallace, who is uh very talented in his own right. And they, they also added him, I think, in the third round. So they're surrounding him with with receiving talent. And if I, I'm just gonna say this. If he doesn't if Lamar Jackson doesn't take that next step forward as a passer. Baltimore cannot drop the amount of money it's going to take to extend him. So one of two things is going to happen. Either Lamar Jackson is going to take that next step forward and we're going to feel better about him as a passer, or he's not going to be the quarterback. Like, like, like I, I think it's kind of a win-win situation for Bateman. So you're going to have Bateman and, uh, and Hollywood Brown in there, along with Mark Andrews, along with J.K. Dobbins. So whatever quarterback, whether it's Lamar Jackson next year, or whatever quarterback they drop into that offense, he's going to be in a position to succeed. So Bateman is going to be my buy. Let's go ahead and move on to our. Well, uh, you you said he went in the third. I believe he fought in the fifth and at one thirty one. Wallace went in the fifth. Yeah. Wow. He had he had a nice little slide there. I guess he did. It's it's all good. Uh, I'm on it. We're we're going to go AFC West here. Kansas City, Kev's team. We know he loves Dynasty. He's probably listening right now just so we can hear about Kansas City. I'll just run through this one quickly. Like This, yeah. this one is, is super Same. simple. Buy Clyde edwards Hilaire. It It is bonkers to me that you have a running back in the best offense in the league who was just drafted in the first round by Andy Reid, the running back whisperer, and he had a, a, a I guess a – a down year, a bad year. He didn't meet expectation. And now he's going, I think, and let me pull this up real quick. RB, RB 13 in single. 14 in super flex. Yeah. This does not make sense to me. Like, it's not even like he was bad last year either. He was still, I think, RB 18 as a rookie in 13 games. He still had 800 rushing yards. He quietly had over 50 targets. And then... Kansas City goes out. They see Patty Mahomes get banged up a little bit. They see the Tampa Bay defense just absolutely decimate that offensive line all game long in the Super Bowl. So they're like, you know what? Uh, we can't do that again. Let's go and get one of the best offensive lines on paper. On like, We still haven't seen all these guys play together. But there is no doubt that this offensive line, even if it doesn't live up to the talent they have on paper, is remarkably is that a word remarkably i don't i don't even Mark, know you you would say markedly Remar- remarkably is a made up word remarkably and markedly yeah we, markedly we, we are we are making trades and making words we actually have the same exact buy here for the first time ceh he's he's also the guy the deal with with ceh is people took him he's good at the 101 spot in rookie drafts last year over Jonathan Taylor, and they're still fucking salty about it because he didn't go out and produce 
like they thought he was going to in that Kansas City offense. That, that's the big thing. I, you talked about the line. His value has actually rebounded because, you know, he was lower than 13 a couple months ago, uh, you know. But, it, listen, it's impossible to, t- to sell Tyreek or Mahomes. Kelsey's rough to sell, so CEH is that buy for me, I think. Um, yeah, we're, we're on the same page there. So let's move on to the Chargers. I am going to go with Austin Eckler here. He's the RB14 in single QBs. I just I prefer other guys in his tier. I'm doing the same thing I did with ETN, trying to level up a little bit, get a little bit younger. Uh, you know, Zeke is in that tier as far as where they're going. Aaron Jones, CEH that we just talked about, and Dobbins. If you have to add a little bit, uh, you know, to get one of those guys, I'm doing it. I like Austin Eckler. There's nothing against him. I think he's going to be really good this year, uh, but I just I want to get either younger or I want to get a little bit more uh, safety there with with some of those other guys. And I, I did think about you know buying Keenan Allen or selling Keenan Allen. Mike Williams was another one I really thought about because his his price is just rock bottom. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, I went Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is one of my guys for 2021, so it's hard for me to separate uh, my my fandom and like I've gone to the point now where I'm just like absolutely dug in on Austin Eckler. But what you said makes sense with wanting to you know wanting, wanting to get younger at the position at Superflex. He is going as RB17, so he is going okay. behind. He's going behind Dobbins. I still can't believe that Zeke Elliott is RB sixteen. Like I, I, I yeah, it's that's just <laughs> stupid. If if you can trade, you know, Eckler and a second for Zeke, it's just stupid. But but that that does make sense. So I'm not going to push on that one too much. But then like outside of that, this is another team where like they're kind of just like Price everyone's right. holds. Like he's going. Uh, Herbert is going as QB five in Superflex. So like you're you're not really unless like he just fell into your lap and now you're gonna trade him away just to be able to you know what I mean like because he has bumped up so far. Um, other than that, like this is one of those teams. It's like Keenan Allen is only a buy if you're a contender. Like if you can sell him to a contender, I would do that. But outside of that, like Mike Williams isn't somebody that I'm like super excited about. And like after that, then you're looking at. Jared Cook and Josh Palmer, yeah. like like this is just a very concentrated offense. So it's it's really hard to, you know, we we like these pieces. What you like I said, what you said about Eckler makes sense. Keenan Allen now twenty nine years old, so he's only going to be a buy for a certain amount of teams. Although I will say that I was uh, I was a little surprised to see where, where do you think Keenan Allen is going in terms of positionally? Like, wh- where do you think he sits 20, in super flex startups? 22. Wide receiver 12. What? Wide receiver 12. That's because you have a bunch of Robbies out there loving him, <laughs> even though he's injury prone, right, Robbie? My oh, God. Jesus. Robbie's just stopped ending yeah. the show. <laughs> you just made Robbie break his computer. Um, but Sorry. yes, it's not and, true. And- <laughs> In Superflex, uh, Jamar Chase, wide receiver 10. Chris yeah. Godwin, wide receiver 11. Keenan Allen, wide receiver 12. So I was surprised to see that, but he is going at 54 and a half. So that's what, mid-sixth off, off some 
quick math off on top of the dome. Um, I, I was surprised to see he was sitting that high. But again, if, if you're going to be buying him, even at wide receiver 12 and start up ADP, like you're only going to be buying him in, in certain situations. So this is one of those teams, long-winded way of saying that I just wasn't entirely sure of what, what to do with. I, I think there are some – I think Eckler could make sense as a buy from the standpoint of he is RB17 in Superflex. And even if he isn't like the centerpiece of a rushing offense, he's still going to give you that safety net with his receiving upside in PPR league. So that was a, that was very long winded way of me saying, I don't know what to do with the chargers (laughs) offense. So let's go ahead and move on. I'm going to let you talk. Who do you have for the Raiders? All right. So speaking of not knowing what to do with anything, (laughs) just fucking yuck code. Uh, right. Uh, there's not a lot to do here. Uh, targeting Raiders outside of Waller isn't really the smartest thing to do in yeah. life. Uh, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's the tight end, too. If I can trade Kelsey and get Waller plus a little bit, I would do it. Outside of that, hard pass for the Raiders. That's it. I don't want to waste a lot of time on them. Speaking of someone who's not free... I'm going to have my first sell, uh, and if you watch the video with Robbie and I, you know I'm selling Noah Fant. Uh, mm. And seven. This has nothing to do with his talent. Everything to do with what's around him and Eight. the tight end situation. Eight. Okay. And the tight ends. Who's who's seven? Goddard. Did he move up? Yep. Goddard is at seven, and then okay. tight ends. Six is... So you're going to have Kelsey, Kelsey, Waller... Hawk. Um, Hawk. Uh, and then Irv Dickety. Smith is tight end nine. Irv's up to nine. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, with with Noah Fant there, uh, Sutton returning almost assures me he's not going to get over that six and a half targets per game that he, he had last year. Target share is very concerning. I think Judy is an absolute stud. I think he takes a really big leap forward this year, especially if Teddy Bridgewater is that starting quarterback. Uh, Hamler as well is still there. Full offseason of activities instead of that COVID bullshit we had to deal with last year. Sutton's going to be ready. He is an alpha dog. And the other thing, Javante brought in, uh, you know, he can contribute really well through the air. Love the talent. Do not like the situation. Again, he's the tight end eight. I'm going to use him to try and upgrade to Hawkinson or a guy like that. If you have to get Goddard and you can get Goddard plus for him, I'll do something like that. Um, I'm not just going to give him away for not a tight end in that top eight there. Like that eight spot to me is like that hard stop when you have Goddard there. They're all like in that tier. So that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to be smart. Find that fan truther, go out and get him. And, uh, yeah, no offense, sell. Robbie cries. Yeah, man, uh, you're not kidding. Like I said, Irv Smith, tight end nine. Can you guess who tight end 10 is in Superflex Dynasty startups? Say Adam Troutman. Say it. It's not, I know. Logan motherfucking Thomas. Yeah, it's probably Logan Thomas and Robert Tanyan's right in there and – Gisecki. Evan Ingram. Evan Where Ingram is Gisecki at, by the way? Uh, Gisecki, Gisecki is, died. 
<laughs> so funny. No, nobody not- knows. Nobody knows. Uh, he is tight end 12 after Evan Ingram at 11. And then Tanyan and Johnu actually go back-to-back at 13-14. Back-to-back yeah. picks. Mike Gusecki is not dead, guys. I just want to let you guys know that. Is he? No, he's not. He's really not because you're. he's that that size guy. He's going to get his touchdowns down in the red zone. And it, what is Will, – Will Fuller and, and Jalen Waddle aren't going to open up fucking underneath routes for Mike Gusecki? Like, I, I don't understand what people are doing with their hands. Huh? Well, that's what? because – that is because that's where Albert Wilson is going to eat. And oh, that, that is that, that's why. Can we talk about Denver to, to – uh... Jesus, Albert Wilson. You 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 brought him up. Uh, my buy is Jerry Judy. How quick, like, dynasty community. This is one of my gripes. We, we all like to sit here and say that we're playing a long game, and this is dynasty, and we have these long-term outlooks, and then we have one of the best, college receivers that we have seen in quite some time. The dude can do it all. He runs a fucking 4-3-4-4-40. He gets open at will, at ease. One of the best route runners we've seen. Super polished. If you look at his reception perception that Matt Harmon puts out, it's just like, hi, I'm good at everything. What's going on? Drew Locke was horrible. Have a good day. Yeah, like, so what? He he had some drops. Like, drops, drops are not sticky year-to-year for receivers. And like you said, unless you're Deontay Johnson and you're getting pulled, they really don't matter anyway. Give me – do you know where Jerry Judy is going positionally, like wide receiver blank? Probably like in the the early 20s. Uh, Wrong again, sir. Wide receiver 31. That's fucking stupid. Like I love Jerry Judy, and I thought about having him as my buy, but – I decided to stay on brand, sell no offense, because you know what? I thought you might take Jerry Judy and we're going to get to talk to him. Well, you, talk, to him, talk about him, not to him. Although I will call him. Later. Listen, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, by the way, we're on the TFA Diner show right now. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jerry. What's up, bud? <laughs> hey, Jerry. <laughs> but yeah, dude, wide receiver 31. Like, I couldn't believe that. Like, I figured he fell a little bit. But I did not think the dynasty community would do this man that dirty. He is going behind slot receiver, five yard A dot, Juju fucking Smith Schuster. He's going behind Devonta Smith, who has yet to play a goddamn snap in the National Football League. Like it, it Bateman? Does, uh Bateman is in Superflex. He's going at 37. Oh, okay. Visca 36, DJ Chark at uh, 35, Lockett at 34, Waddle at 33, Odell at 32, and then Jerry Judy at 31. It does not make sense. If the if whoever has Jerry Judy in your league, if they are even selling him at a slight discount, go out and get him. Kick the tires. Like there's no way that this dude does not rebound and he didn't even have that bad of a year like it really wasn't that bad of a year especially whenever you consider everything that he went through in that denver offense like this is exactly this is the the same thing with clyde edwards hilaire he just didn't live up to expectations but the dude still had with 
Drew Locke, he had that one game where they, you know, attempted, what was it, nine passes whenever they didn't have a quarterback. He still had 856 yards. Like he mm-hmm. still did, he still did really yeah. well. He only had three touchdowns, and he did have 113 targets and only 52 catches. So obviously, like, but like, not all that was his fault either. He had, I, I think, even his drops. Whenever you compare them to to some of the other receivers in the league, like it wasn't like he didn't have the most. Like he wasn't the worst wide receiver. So I, I'm I'm getting worked up. My heart rate has increased. The blood bring pressure it, bring is it down, up. Buddy. Bring it down. I, it's too I, late. It's too late. It's too late for that. You're right. You're right. Kids, kids are sleeping. It's it's time to time to reel it back right. in. Just you know, take all the take go all the Jerry by. Judy hate and go buy him everywhere, and you're gonna wind up being a happy little fellow. You know what's uh, you know what's funny though is in. DLF's Superflex ADP, Fant and Judy are going back to back picks. <laughs> that is that's hilarious. Judy at night ninety one and a half, and Fant is at ninety two point seven five. Right ahead of them is Jameis Winston at QB twenty eight, and right <laughs> behind right behind them, like I said, was Odell at wide receiver thirty two. Yeah, that's I, I love Judy. So yeah, so there that you was have our it. last you team have, code. That was it, man. Uh, do you have any any parting thoughts? Anything you would like the TFA Dino Show listeners to to know? What, what's what's on your mind here as we wrap up? Yeah, no. Uh, Robbie should be back unless he gets captured in Nashville by somebody and locked in a basement. I I don't know what he's going to wind up being. Where in the world is Robbie San Diego? Right. Um, we'll just start calling him fucking Waldo at this point. Get get him a striped shirt because no idea where Robbie is. Um, so we're going to try if Robbie, you know, if we can find Waldo, uh, to do some divisional previews there, we're going to start with the NFC East and the AFC East. Got some fun questions for you. We're going to go over stuff. We're going to try and get through all of them. After that, we still have to have our crystal ball where bold predictions, we're going to wind up doing our busts and I always like to do an over under show where I create some over unders. Maybe I'll take some stuff off Vegas. Uh, Cody, you will be back for that show, whether you like it or not. Um, Love it. Yeah. And uh, we're just going to go from there. So we're going to start hitting those divisions up and then we have at least those three. So if anybody has any suggestions as far as shows that they want to hear, I would love to hear them so we can try and accommodate you. Hopefully we'll do a couple of those shows as far as the, uh, you know, the, the crystal ball episode and the over under episode. I think those would be fun to do live. So I'll talk to uh, Roberto about it and uh, get going, man. Hell to the yeah. Is that how you end the show? That's how I do it. All right. So you I like the show. Hit us up, like I said, uh, Thomas. Thank any, any suggestions you guys have. Leave a comment on the YouTube page. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. However, you, wherever you guys are, we are too. We are here for you. This is the People's Fantasy Network. We are here for you all. We are here to help you win. We're here to bring you the props when it's time to hit you with the props. We are here Ooh, just to, to, to bring in money, to bring in hardware. That is what we are doing here. We appreciate all you guys. We'll talk to you all soon and have a splendid day.
From shore and down under a right whale bore The captain called all hands on shore He'd take that whale and tow Soon may the whaleman come To bring us Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce That melty cheese, that pillowy bun yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.